and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Chief BG and Marino. And guys, we have a very special guest with us here today as we are here to discuss MLB Opening Day, which is kicking off this Thursday. The Houston Astros looking to repeat as World Series champions, but they have a lot of contenders looking to, you know, outslay them this year and become the World Series champions. We'll have to see what happens. But joining us today for MLB Opening Day preview is Russell Codet. Hey, boys, how are we doing? Doing well so far. Doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. Yeah, doing very well. Love to hear. Ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, it's the best time of the year. You know, weather's starting to get a little bit better. You know, not not hot just yet, but as the season goes on, it will get a lot hotter, not only with the weather, but with some of these MLB teams going on during the season. So we'll have to see how the season plays out. But as I alluded to earlier, there's a lot of teams contending to potentially be this year's World Series champions, the Houston Astros are looking to repeat from last year. Maybe the Philadelphia Phillies get back there this year. Obviously, Russell, I know you are not going to be a fan of that. But there's a lot of teams this year that could be content, you know, contending to become World Series champ. You know what's so uh, weird about this season, too? Not to cut you off, Russ. You're good. Uh, I was taking a look at some power rankings today. Yankees don't even crack top five. And we'll get into this later. We'll yeah. be able to take our, our division picks, our World Series picks, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, off the top of my head, there's probably seven or eight teams that off you know off the rip can make a run to the World Series, can not only make a run but win the whole thing. Right. I think seven or eight's a little high. But there's a lot of offseason action that we had that have bolstered some of these rosters to get them into that position. That's fair. And – I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of opportunities for teams to make it to that point. It's going to come down to, obviously, can you stay healthy? Will that progression throughout the season continue for you? And, you know, will the success that you've had in you know previous years continue for this season? That's to be determined. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of teams this year that, you know, just given the strength of divisions, could be a wildcard team and can make a push to the championship series or the World Series. That's true. Right, we saw the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that we didn't really expect to make a far run in last year's postseason, and they made it all the way to the World Series and came very much close to winning the whole thing. They just ran into a better team in the Houston Nationals, unfortunately for them. And at the end of the day, there's stuff to be built upon from that team. We'll have to see if they're better than their season from last season, but that's to be determined, as I said earlier. So the question is now, which division do we want to dive into first? Honestly, um, I think we love the guest pick. Russell, where yeah. do you want to start? Sorry, Russell. Well, as a Mets fan, I think the only right division to start in is the National League East. Ah, uh, the best yeah. division in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two NL East fans in uh, – you know what? There's three NL East fans in this chat. So that's fair enough to say. So let's get into some of the big-time you know, moves that have happened in the offseason. Russell, I'm sure you want to talk about – some of the moves that your New York Mets have made. They had a very busy offseason trying to bolster a team and get to a World Series. Yeah, I mean, I personally feel that the Mets had one of the best offseasons, you know, in baseball. Big ticket items like Justin Verlander coming in, you know, utility guy and Tommy Pham coming into the program. Um, obviously, the loss of DeGrom hurts a lot. And then, although, you know, Diaz coming down the World Baseball Classic, that hurts. Um, but yeah, obviously key extension and Jeff McNeil re-signing Brandon Nimmo. I think this team is, you know, ready to compete. So, I mean, 
Yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. I didn't mean to cut so, you off. Go ahead. So I love that you mentioned the additions, uh, but you didn't mention two other guys, uh, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty. I think they're ready to make a real big impact this year. Alvarez, one of the top prospects, if not the top prospect over the last couple of years. A lot of hype going into him, especially at the catcher position, one of really the weakest positions in baseball. Don't, don't forget Kota Sengai, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would not say the catcher is one of the weakest positions, at least prospect wise, right now. Uh, I mean, in general, like how many, if you have to actually rank your catchers right now, there's two really good catchers, and then. Eh. Okay, yes, but I mean, when you talk about coming up, there is a ton. Oh, yeah, I'm not debating, but you have Adley Rutschman, you have Francisco Alvarez, you have a lot of, uh, even though Joey Bart really hasn't panned out, he was another guy that was really panned yeah. to be one of the better catchers. There's, you know, talent there in the future, but as of right now, it's kind of Sorry, a barren wasteland. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little upset in the fact that Francisco Alvarez did not make the opening day roster. Um, you know, offseason acquisition, Omar Narvaez, uh, former time all-star, I think low risk, lower, uh, high reward acquisition right. between him. And then we have the always reliable Tomas Nito, uh, behind the dish who can throw runners out. His bat isn't, well, definitely not the best at the position, let alone baseball, but I think his defensive prowess makes up for that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, especially in the catcher position, I'd rather a guy be solid behind the plate than be a better bat. I'd rather sacrifice a bat for better defense. Yeah, because ultimately, ultimately there. they're the first line of the of defense on the yeah. baseball field. Every single play, the ball is coming to them in one way or another. Yep. So a, a steady body back there is really all you need. Um, but Alvarez has shown that he has both pop and defensive skills. So I'm really hoping somewhere down the season, you know, maybe towards the end where we're going to have a solidified playoff roster, he's on it. Oh yeah, definitely. In Triple A and Double A, he you know was batting two sixty, uh, twenty seven home runs, almost a point nine OPS. Uh, only twenty years old, so he's definitely got a really bright future. And I think maybe in June, maybe right before the All Star game, he gets called up. But I, I think he'll he'll be the difference maker going down the stretch. He's not gonna going to start the season, but he, I think he's going to end the season. That's also going to depend on how he does the start this season, how he takes not making the opening day roster. Like, I feel like that's something that gets underplayed a lot, where, like, these guys are solely built on confidence. And with social media and everything, I feel like they get put on this pedestal of, like, all right, I should be on the opening day roster, and then they don't make it. It might take, might take a hit to their confidence level a little bit. Yeah, but don't forget, Francisco Alvarez has been on the big stage already. He got called True. up late last season. Um, I don't think a half a season of extra development down in AAA is going to hurt. I don't um, think so either, but, you know, confidence, yeah, I mean, man. You never no, know. I, I totally agree, but knowing the Mets' injuries are plenty, so I think he's bound to get on the roster <laughs> one way or another. I didn't I didn't want to say it, but uh, so what hey, we all think. Coming from a Yankee fan, injuries are very common right now, so I don't blame you at all. True. Uh, let's talk about one of the Mets' rivals, the Philadelphia Phillies. They have also had a very busy offseason. One of the big moves that they did was get Trey Turner – we had a great World Baseball Classic for Team USA. So if you're a Philly fan, there's a lot to be, you know, excited about with Trey Turner going to a team that just made the World Series last season. They also got additions for their bullpen, Craig Kimbrell, Gregory Soto, and all star with the uh, Detroit Tigers last season. So the Phillies looking to get back to the World Series this year, but they are in probably one of the toughest division, if not the toughest division in baseball, and that NL East. 
Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is what I said earlier about the being the toughest divi- uh, division. My logic is you have to assume Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the Mets are somewhere in the top five. If you assume that they're somewhere in the top five, I, I put Miami somewhere around 20, probably 20, 21. Uh, and then obviously the Washington Nationals are currently dumpster fire. Yeah, I, I'm going to the the really there's, there's not going to be much about the Nationals. They are just very much rebuilding at this current stage. So they're still years and years away. But they did get a World Series championship out of it. So they're Who not cares? too... You know, they got the ring. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not too matters. you know angry about it. They got their championship. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I would consider the Marlins somewhere in the Cubs, uh Red Sox, Orioles kind of range, if that makes sense. It's fair. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. you got a stud in center, um, with Jazz Chisholm. Hopefully he could develop the position. Obviously he's not playing in the infield anymore. And you can't, you know, leave out Sandy Alcantara, you know, Cy Young Cy Young winner last year. I think I think he's gonna you know be a repeat contender for this year's award. I hope he doesn't fall off. Um, but what I want to talk about is Edward Cabrera. I think he'll be the breakout candidate for NL pitchers this year. He had a lot of promise last year before he got banged up a little bit. Uh, he's got a really disgusting fastball, and I want to talk about the develop of Jesus Lazardo. I think he'll be a nice number two option. I I don't think you'll see a large drop off between him and Pablo Lopez. From last year, I think they'll probably be the same exact pitcher, but after that, you have no one in the bullpen, and the four and fives are question marks. So, yeah, after, um, especially sure. after the trade, yeah, Lo- uh, Pablo Lopez getting uh, Luis Arias from the Minnesota Twins does help the offense in a sense, but, but it, it does the- hurt the rotation depth. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the Marlins go from that. There is some young prospects, as you said, in their system that could be the next future pieces for that team, but. It's going to be really contingent on how their development goes, especially with a new manager and Skip Schumacher. Wait, I don't have any. Uh, uh, I was about to say, I was going to bring up Sixto. I didn't know if you still consider him to be a prospect at this point because he was looking okay. Then he, I don't know if I would consider him still a prospect. He, he kind of became the Phantom of Miami, disappeared for the last yeah. couple of years due to, due yeah. to injury. Um, he's kind of more of an urban legend and player at this point. But uh, if I mean, the hype Sixto is, still is here, only 24. He's only 24 yeah, years no, old. He's, that's, that's, yeah, that's what he has going for him. He's still a lot younger than the majority of major leaguers. Um, he's had plenty of time to rehab. He just has to kind of get comfortable throwing on the mound and stuff like that. Yeah, That's what I'm looking for. Uh, but it kind of stole this away from the Phillies as you're going to go into. Yeah, I was really next. about to go back. I mean, the addition of Trey Turner. I mean, he's probably my favorite shortstop in the league. And I don't even think it's close. The guy's got speed. He shows that he has pop. He's great defensively. He does. He's your perfect leadoff hitter. Like if you're starting a baseball team right now, Trey Turner leadoff. I don't think you get better than that. Yeah, I mean, really he's a definition of five tool. You know, yeah, all around, like, just a solid, solid player. Yeah, right. like I, the addition to him to that lineup makes them. They're scary. I, for me personally, I just don't know if their pitching is going to be able to hold up. I don't love their pitching staff. I've never been a big Aaron Ola fan. As much as his stats have always said it, I just—he's an—he's an above-average pitcher, but he's not like—he's not a guy that I'm turning to, no matter what. I mean, yeah, but There's don't forget they have Zach Wheeler as well. Oh man, I—I I already have something. I'm—I'm. I'm, I'm, Growing yes. up, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait a couple divisions. I think we'll think of the same thing, Nick. 
Yeah, there's going to be some comments about that one. Um, Phillies also added Tywell Walker from the New York Mets. Walker had his ups and downs with the Mets, as Russell can attest. But that's a good addition for the Phillies rotation because they've had their issues out, you know, outside of Nola and Wheeler. So and also Ranger Suarez. So they need to find that other pitcher for them. Walker definitely could help them when it comes down to depth. So the Phillies overall, they made some big time moves to get back to the World Series potentially. And then the other team in the division is the Atlanta Braves and. Not much movement realistically from them. The biggest move that they made in this offseason was getting Sean Murphy from the Oakland Athletics to become their new starting catcher. It's a really big time move for the for you know the Atlanta Braves. Still a relatively young catcher. It still has a lot of potential with him. Um basically, when it comes down to it, when you look at all these teams, who do we think is going to come out of the NL East? Because it is a very tough division um, at the end of the day. So before we get my answer, where yeah. who's the who's the ace for the Braves? Because it's, it's kind of clear if you have a... Uh, I would say it's Spencer Strider. I, I would say... It's, it's going to be Strider, right? It's right. not going to be Max Freed. It's going to be Strider. It's going to be Max Strider. Max Freed is still a very... Freed is a solid pitcher, but I would I would lean towards Strider being that ace. Yeah, okay. I personally would as well, but their opening day predicted roster does have Max Freed in that Freed. one yeah. spot. That's it, what it, I was it, saying. He has, he has longer... You know, he's got longer tenure with the team compared to Strider. So that's... Yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. It's... I think that team's, I mean, offensively, they're on They're a juggernaut. They're, oh, without it, a doubt. That I lineup is scary. If I had to put the teams, I'd put uh, the Mets and Braves at 1A, 1B, and then I'd put the Phillies as a number two, but a not too far distant number two. Yeah, so I, I, I completely, I completely agree. It's going to be a coin flip on either the Mets or Braves based off of uh, – Whoever gets injured lost. That's what yeah, I was going to say. I think it's going to come down to injuries for those two. Yeah. I think the Braves might just purely off like their bats are just terrifying. Like even if their staff has a bad day, I feel like their bats could carry them. Where like the Mets, I feel like need that balance of like solid pitching and good hitting. Like where I feel like the Braves could, their pitching staff could have a bad day. And they're still going to find a way to win a game. Like, I mean, to me, the uh, the X factor is going to be Sanga. If he turns out to be as good as advertised, yeah. and man, if you have him third behind Verlander, and you have uh, Mad Max there too, yeah, no, 100%. that's going to be absolutely disgusting. So to me, uh, Senga is the X factor for me. Uh, if Spencer Strider can keep it up, and the injury factor, so I'm going to say coin flip. I'll put Mets at one A, Braves at one B. Yeah, with the Braves as well. Um, we're mentioning their pitching. Obviously, Spencer Strider had himself an insane year last year as a rookie. And, but the thing is, they also have two rookies on this rotation of this coming year. So sure. it's going to be tough to live up to that Spencer Strider level of play. I, yeah. But they're, they're, the, the potential is there looking at how he played last year. Well, what I will say, too, is like with the, with the way the Braves developed their talent in-house has been great. I mean, if you look at their roster... I mean, Riley was in house, correct? I'm not tripping with that. I'm ninety percent sure. sure you're right, yeah. Austin Riley, Acuna, Albies, Michael Harris, uh, Freed was also an in house. Like I, they've done a great job developing talent. So like, it's hard to not think that those guys are going to be able to. They're not going to put up Strider numbers, but I think they'll still be able to be solid MLB pitchers. If they yeah. have confidence in them to be in their opening day roster, I feel like 
they know what they're doing when it comes to young guys. Yeah, so to- totally all... agree, but they are just a wild card, you know, because you still don't know oh, how they're going to play at the major league level. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'm just, I'm going off track record with that. So we all uh, in agreement for 1A, 1B Mets Braves, or is yeah. they going off cup? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's going to go down to the two. I originally picked the Mets to win, but the issue now being for me is that after that Diaz injury, the bullpen now very much concerns me about who is going to be that closer. I'm not David sure Robinson. who it's going to be. I don't I've, seen, I've been seeing Robinson. It's probably going to be David Robertson because he's been in that role before, but at this stage of his career, I'm just not sure how reliable that's going to be down the, you know, going into a potential playoff push for the Mets. So that's yeah. the only concern I would have. But I think, as you guys said, I think it's 1A, 1B. I don't think it could go wrong with either team trying to get to that, you know, playoffs as the NL East division winner. <sighs> now we'll move on. Yeah. Now we'll move on to the NL Central. Um, first thing I want to get into is the Chicago Cubs because they were also, you know, very busy in the offseason. They got guys like Cody Bellinger. They got Dansby Swanson was a big time move. Jameson Tyon. Cubs are trying to, you know, make maybe, a, you know, it's weird because you look like last season they were going to be kind of rebuilding and then they would I'll sign some players are. to try to play mid. I, I think right now, you know what their, their best example for me, Johnson, is they kind of seem like the, old, the, the Las Vegas Raiders from the NFL where you can't get a sense of what they're trying to become. They're just kind of in that mid-category. They're existing. Right. They're just there, and they're just very much staying the course, if I had to like say. This I is mean, a division that they can win. Don't get me wrong. Do I think they will win it? Absolutely not. I just think they're, they're still a couple pieces away from getting back to the playoffs, but they're making potential moves down, you know, down the line that maybe could pay off for them, but that's to be determined. So the two things I, I look at when I look at the Cubs, I look at Cody, Bel- uh, I was going to say Belanger, Cody Belanger, and Trey Mancini. Those Trey are the two Mancini, too, I forgot about him. Yeah. Both these guys get back to form. I think the Cubs could be in business, but without it, um, 82 wins. I can, yeah, see, I mean, like, I can see them at like 81 and 81, honestly. Yeah. I, I was thinking, yeah, probably like fifth. They're probably going to be playing 500 baseball. I was going to yeah, say, I, mean, I, I would give them the benefit like, of the doubt. Yeah, you mentioned all their acquisitions, but I think the one thing – I'm sorry if I didn't hear you correctly, but I don't think you guys mentioned the loss of Wilson Contreras at catcher. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah. No, we did not. I was going to get into that with the, the St. Louis Cardinals additions. Yeah, it's, that's, a, the, that's, the, that's a huge loss for the Cubs. Uh, yeah, it, I don't, sorry, cutting anybody off. Cody Ballinger is the most confusing player, I think, in the pros. Like, I don't understand this Gallo? guy. No, yeah. Gallo's not. I, I Gallo's different. No, you kind of knew what you had in Gallo because yeah. he was either Homer, but Bellinger had an MVP season a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, like it's not like you're looking at Gallo where like, oh yeah, he just hit home runs. Like Bellinger was an MVP. Yeah, you look at Bellinger, you get strikeouts. Uh, now, okay. now it is. Yeah, it's now much, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like the guy came up like a bad. Uh, like Man, it happens. I feel like ever since that World Series, still young I though. Yeah, the Red Sox one or the Astros one. I feel like he ever since that World same. Series, he exactly he just has not been the same player. He stole the soul for World Series. He never well, he, he, he got that one Honestly. in the in the COVID year. Yeah, got the Mickey Mouse. He got the Mickey Mouse. Oh, like the LeBron championship. Yeah, this is in basketball. This is baseball. Yeah, I'll just deter from that. Um, when it comes out of the rest of the division, it's really tough because the division is you know on paper not the greatest. 
Pirates are still rebuilding. The best thing that they did this offseason was bring back Andrew McCutcheon. Um, Cincinnati Reds, we know pretty much their story. They're also rebuilding. It's funny that their fourth highest player going into the season is Ken Griffey Jr., who hasn't played in almost, pretty much over a decade at this rate. So it's really just showing how bad the Reds are in current state of mind. And realistically, it comes down to pretty much this is a two-team race for the NL Central between the first thing I'll get into with the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers last season had their chance to make the postseason really faltered towards the end of the year. They're looking to get back into the postseason this season. They did add Luke Voigt, which I think could be a very, you know, low, low tier kind of move for them. I obviously led the league in home runs a few years ago. That could be big for them. Brian Anderson also from the Miami Marlins was a nice addition for them. That's a very good bad. I miss him. So it's Plus tough. I don't they know. Have some good prospects they also added William Contreras and that and that and that three team trade with for the Sean Murphy deal for the Braves. So there's stuff to look and say maybe the Brewers could make that run to get it back into the playoffs, but I just think this is the Cardinals division to lose. You know, Nick, I had the I had the same thoughts. Yeah. Like like you're really like you look at this opening day opening lineup, you know, Tyler O'Neill in center field, he's gonna be consistent. Goldsmith, yeah. MVP, Arenado consistent gold glover was a behind the dish you know lars Nupar, who actually played pretty solid in the very good for japan. for japan they have tommy i've been bagging ninth for, for jordan walker is also going to be on this team the, the, he's a highly talented prospect i think he's top i think he's yeah. number four the he, there's a lot of promise for him going into the season he's going to be on the opening day roster as well so the cardinals just they they just be they're like you said russ they're just a very consistent team and they have still solid pitching to yeah. get them back into the postseason. Yeah, I mean, problem, like Miles Mikolas and Jack Flaherty, the one, too. You know, it's not the best one, too, in baseball, but that's a really good. It's back, very good. It's consistent enough to get you back and get you in the playoffs. That's all yeah, that is. 100%. They should win this division. Like, I would be in I'd be stunned shock. if they didn't win it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, obviously, Wainwright's a little on the older side, but you're getting him back once, you know, he comes back right. off the IL. Yeah. Yeah. So very, they were, very they yeah. are just a deep team all around. Like, I mean, I like, like they could make a run last postseason. Yeah. I mean, what I'm looking at is their projected opening day lineups. Tommy Edmund bang ninth. Like this man and his Tommy Edmund love. I look, swear, I love Tommy Edmund. Uh, he is not. Is a, un- hold on, wait. I'm gonna un- say it's very. Do you think he should be batting ninth in the lineup? Yes. He should be no. actually batting. He's batting left bench. How's that sound? <laughs> Same with ninety percent of the Marlins roster. Good, cool. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say. Oh uh, man, all right, we're not doing this. I'm going to go on the NL West. Let's um, go into a couple teams. The first team that I th- we should go into probably the Los Angeles Dodgers because they had a interesting offseason and a lot of subtractions from their team from last year, and it's really going to be tough to see how they fare this season. One of their bigger losses was Trey Turner. Now we'll have to see what happens with him and how they, you know, fix that situation. Obviously, it looks like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnson, what's the uh, uh, Vargas's name? He's going to be replacing Miguel him? Vargas. Miguel uh, one Vargas. of the top prospects. He really tore it up in AAA. His stock is going way up. He had a good spring training. What I mean by good spring training is was he, he wasn't allowed to swing the bat because uh, he had a broken left pinky. <laughs> right. But somehow he still managed to walk 50% of the time. So. <laughs> Which is insane. Don't know right. what's going on over there, but... um. That's looks like he's got great, he's got great plate discipline now. And look who they added also in the offseason. They added Noah Syndergaard. They added J.D. Martinez. So they added, you know, some veteran, you know, presence to this team to try to get them back into the postseason. 
Obviously, last year pretty much was a disappointment for them once again, losing to the San Diego Padres. You know, considering the fact that they were a favorite to make it back to, you know, go back to the World Series, just did not happen for them. But with the subtractions that they've had on the team going into this season, I'm not sure if they're even the favorite in their own division. Oh, they're not there. No, I don't think they are. Yeah, currently as it stands, it actually is the Padres division. I, I would I would tend to agree. I think this is the Padres to win it, but the Dodgers are going to give them a run for their money. No, yeah, I mean, if you look at all the Dodgers acquisitions, I don't think any of them stand even up to the Padres getting Xander Bogarts from the Boston yeah. Red Sox. Yeah, like that well, is so huge. Well, think about think about just the infields right now between the Dodgers and the uh, and the Padres. The Dodgers, they just also this lost Gavin Lux too, ACL yeah. tear. Yeah, he's yeah, out. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Yeah. Uh, no Trey lost. Turner. No Justin Turner. When you take a look at the San Diego Padres, right. imagine. Yeah. Cronenworth, Xander, and when he comes back, Tatis and Machado. Who yeah. they just yeah, had for eleven years? Well, that's your infield. Uh, good luck. Also, don't forget about Juan Soto. He has not been mentioned. You know, he's probably going to be playing the outfield with Fernando Tatis this season right. when he comes yeah. back, and. The lineup this year is just going to be absolutely outrageous. Yeah, they're, they're, they're another team that has just when they're fully healthy. Now, they, what I don't like about the Padres is they don't. I don't think they have a true number one. There's nothing wrong with you, Darvish. There's nothing wrong with Joe Musgrove. But I, Darvish is getting up there in age. That would be my. They don't have the true number them. one. That's that's the problem. And if Blake Snell is your third best pitcher, well, I hope you get in Tampa Bay, Blake Snell. All right. Well. I mean, he's got potential. To right, listen, that guy for what still. for what Musgrove showed in last year's postseason, you're hoping that maybe he makes that you know keeps that going up for the playoffs. But you know they made some big time moves in the offseason. We talked about the Xander Bogarts deal. They also made some you know solid moves for their hitting as well, getting Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, and they also signed Seth Lugo, who's now going to be converted into a, a starting pitcher considering he was a reliever for the New York Mets. So this team is very interesting, you know, when you look at the, all of the aspects of them. It's just going to come down to can they finally live up to that potential that we've been waiting for, considering that, you know, Tatis is going to be suspended, I believe, for only the first month of this season. 20 games. So, yeah, so he'll be out for the pretty much the first month. He'll be back going in, going into the second month of the season. So once Tatis comes back, you got this team fully, you know, you got a full, you know, juvenile team ready to go into a potential postseason mark, and finally potentially maybe make the World Series like they've been trying to do these past couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, this and... team is going to be questionable. I think, well, not questionable. They're still a really good team, but until Tatis comes back, they're still a question mark to me. And obviously, there's other NL West teams, but those are pretty much the oh. two favorites. The the Diamondbacks are kind of in a in a situation where I think they're kind of like the Cubs in a sense where you're starting to see like some young players emerge from them. Corbin Carroll is one of their emerging Zach stars Gallen. potentially for them. Zach Gallon had a great year last year for them as well. Um, they're just in a situation where they're not there just yet. They also traded for Lourdes Gurriel and Gabriel Moreno from the Toronto Blue Jays. I, so, I love that trade for them. So they, there's there's potential for this team. I just I, I, they're another team where they're I think they're just a couple years away from getting back. I into like the Blue Jays a couple of years ago, right? Um, the San Francisco Giants. Let's just face facts. They had a tough offseason. They missed out on so many big time free agents, and yeah, that was funny. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, the big time free agent move was what? Maybe Michael Conforto. Conforto. Yeah, who didn't play all that season. Right, he I mean, didn't play Hanniger. all of last season. There's yeah. injury concerns with him too. I, yeah, Henniger starting the season on the IL, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. he is. They lost Carlos Rodon to the Yankees. They lost just a lot of, you know, it just doesn't. I don't know. It, yeah, I, I mean, I th- I think the Giants, like you said, are just another team that is going to be in was, the middle of the road until they figure it out. And the Rockies, so there's not much to talk about them. They they're just they're going to probably be the worst team in baseball. Shout out to the Giants though, because they were so close. They finished 500 last year. If they did in an alternative universe, they kept Rodon, got Judge and Correa, and they're probably favorites right. to win the uh, win the division right now. Maybe even make it the World yeah, Series. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. It's the reality that. we live in. So. Yeah. Look, how are you going? How are you not going to respect the Rockies? They have I'm not German Marquez. The Rockies their have not. Made, their, have yeah, Grayson, not tell, me, tell me who's their ace. Tell me who's the ace. It's Herman Marquez. It's Herman Marquez. They have yeah. not made any effort to try to make the I team know. better. They let Nolan Arenado <laughs> walk. Said we do not want to make pay any big time money to a third baseman. They uh, gave it to Chris Bryant. No, there no, I was getting, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. They have just given their fans nothing of sort to be happy about. And it just, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Russell, Russell. They have something to be happy about. How much you've been to Coors Field, right? I've unfortunately never been to Coors Field. You've never been there. Fatty's the one. You've that had, you've had a Field. Jo- Joseph Fatteruso has been there. Adarusso's been there. How much yes. is actual Coors Light in Coors Field? Uh, with, the, with, the, with the product on the field, it might as well be three dollars. It might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you. I think three, that's what I'm saying. Still that's still what they have to look forward to. Still an overcharge for three dollars to watch them play. Um. So, being that as it may, now we'll go into the American League side now, as we will which. We'll let Russell pick again. Which uh, division in the American League would you like to start off with first? Well, I started with my team's division in the National League. It's only fair if we start with your team's division in the American League. Let's, hit it. Let's go with the East. Okay. I will get into the Yankees' moves. Now, let, let's just I'm going to play it straight. It has been a rough spring training for the New York Yankees when it comes down to injuries. They made some great moves in the offseason, got Carlos Rodon. They re-signed Aaron Judge. Two big-time moves right off the rip. And that's despite the fact that they lost guys like Tyon. Matt Carpenter. Thankfully, they lost the role to Chapman. I was very glad to see him go. Hey, it was he good was, for you. No, he was not good for us. He was um, good for us the first time. Or, uh, good yeah, for the Yankees the first sure. time around. Um, brought back Anthony Rizzo as well. But the Yankees have been hit by the injury bug in this spring training. And it's really going to come down. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where their rotation looks like going into you know the opening week of the season. You know, Rodon was supposed to be one of those guys where you're like, oh, we have Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon. This is going to be a, a fantastic season. Now, you currently have no Rodon. Severino is also injured. No Montas. Yeah, Frankie Montas, for the acquired last season at the deadline, is also hurt. Nestor Cortez got hurt before the World Baseball Classic. He should be good for the, you know, at least one of the opening, you know, week games. So we'll have to see if he pitches. But the injury bug has certainly hit the Yankees. The biggest thing going for New York right now is the emergence of a young prospect at Anthony Volpe who is going to make the the opening day roster. That's right. realistically the biggest thing going for the Yankees right now, and it's really going to be fun to see how his development goes towards this season. Is this emergence, or is this what we've always known, this Brian Cashman is realizing this? 
I think with the way, I think you kind of knew we're going into last season, but with the you way he played this, it. with the way he played this spring training, I think he gave the Yankees no other alternative no, yeah. but to keep him was, on the roster. I was literally just about to say, I actually think Cashman would love to send him down, but he literally uh, had no. He, if he, he didn't break a one OPS, if he had like a point eight, he would have been sent I mean, down. Yeah, agreed. But Volpe was just on absolute. Heat. That's why the main- that's why Dominguez is still down there too. But there's um, just so many things to love about Volpe's game. Like he, he just 100%. everything right. He, he he has speed. He has some great pop off the bat. Good defensively. He he's kind of like one of those five two players like we talked about earlier with Trey Turner. If you can get that out of a guy that's he's only 21, this is huge for the Yankees. This is a potential new face of your franchise in a couple years. So and you know I saw a funny tweet. You know. When they announced the lineups on Thursday, if Volpe is to be started, which I imagined he would be, who would get a loud reaction between him and Aaron Judge? I don't know. That's a really, I think that's a very good question to you know decide upon. He's also the hometown kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's the hometown kid too. He's from New Jersey. Yeah, there's a lot of things to like about him, and I'm hoping for a success for him in the in the major leagues. I think he actually might get a bigger ovation. I think he will too. Like I think as big as Judge coming back is for the Yankees. It was huge. It massive. I mean, without Judge, this team's He was the heart and soul of the team last season. That's why he's now the new captain yeah. of the New York Yankees. Yeah. So yeah, but, he it was huge to get him back. But I feel like Volpe too, though. It's like not only he's gonna be what? I think the first like player like one of the youngest guys to come up on opening day roster. He's in, so God. compared to Jeter, Jeter was the same age, just a hundred days younger than what Volpe is currently. Yeah. Like you're talking about an icon for the New York Yankees and Derek Jeter. Like, right. This is the only fear that I have for him is that they're going to compare him to exactly. Jeter. Exactly. Yeah. They, they're, and, there's, they're, the comparisons have already started. And, and that's just an impossible comparison yeah. for somebody. It's the really tough. It's really tough. Ring, like, five rings? Four? Five. Five. Five like, rings was the captain. Like, that's a lot to ask for somebody at 21 years old. Uh, Russell, yeah. what, were you, what were you gonna say? And I was gonna say, you know, I think Volpe is an absolute stud who's gonna become definitely the next face of the franchise if they're not the next captain after Judge. However, part of me wants to say that do you think Harrison Bader's um, injury might have opened up that spot because now you have to put Giancarlo Stanton back in the outfield, which opens up the spot. It, do, so, do you think that had anything to do with it? Or it's funny that you say that. Yeah, right? I. I it might have because you saw Isaiah Connor Falefa, who they brought back, who was originally going to be the starting shortstop. They started to put him in the outfit a little bit more, so that could be also a factor. I don't think it was the full-on reason. I think the way he was playing, and plus of the amount of injuries the Yankees have had, I think you had no choice but to put him on the roster. And I think it's also come down to this. I think when that you look Brett at the Yankees, is inevitable. <laughs> I'm going to ignore your comment. Aaron Judge, you have Aaron Aaron Hicks, who I'm not a big fan of, is probably going to be in the outfield as well. Injury you might prone. see standing out there some days. Injury prone. And you might see Connor Falefa get some reps in the outfield as well as uh, Cabrera. So this, the Yankees have some versatility on their team. They just need to stay healthy. And that's been the biggest issue for them for the past God so how many seasons now. It's already yeah. heard in this season already, so we'll have to say. Start the Mingas, you cowards. <laughs> Soon. Uh, yeah. tr- trust me, I-, I would love to see him, but I... I don't see how he didn't get a nod over Aaron Hicks. 
But listen, it's not going to be an easy division for the Yankees to win. We've seen this for the past couple of seasons. We've seen teams like the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays give the Yankees a run for their money. But there might be another team in this division that might give them a run for their money that kind of emerged last season, and that's the Baltimore Orioles. And I want to get into oh, them next. not yet. Not yet. Um, hold it's on. Possible. I'm not saying – hold on, Johnson. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm saying the strides that they're making right now, they're on pace. If they can make a couple moves – they could be a serious, you know, team, you know, in the next couple of seasons because last season was a very good stepping point to getting back to the postseason for them. So what I'll say is, if Gunnar Henderson is as good as as advertised, I think you could swap them and Tampa Bay spot in the standings. I will never take Tampa Bay out because that <sighs> team is literally like I I say it every year. Tampa Bay, you think they're going to exactly go you, you think they're uh, going to have a bad season and then like they find a diamond in the rough and they, they have like the best pitching staff in baseball. Well, Prince Lau, Wander Franco, Manuel Margot. It doesn't matter. This team can have nobody, and they'll still find a way to win like a hundred games. The it's Rays incredible. It's thorn in the American League East side that I've ever seen. They just always cause a problem for absolutely. I've no never had an issue with playing real life. Mon- they are playing Moneyball. They really are. They really are, are playing, playing, really playing Moneyball, and I love to see it. They are the most frustrating team. I read this thing. They've used 158 different batting orders over the last two seasons. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Moneyball, bro. And they really, and they didn't even make any big time moves in the offseason, the Tampa Bay Rays. So they're pretty much going with some of the same roster that they had from last season. But nuts. You said it, you know, we've said it a lot of times, Grayson. If if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a team that. You could always say, "Well, oh, they're they're going to take the step back, and then you know what? They'll go out there and win a hundred games." Like it, it makes no goddamn sense. This team, I, they, they go as far as their pitching rotation. That that has yeah. been the key consistent for Tampa Bay for these past couple seasons. If their pitching is good, they're going to be in contention for the playoffs. Yep, it's, it's not another team that they're going to be contending with is, is the Toronto Blue Jays, and we all know how their bats are. They have one of the most dangerous lineups in all of baseball. And they're hoping to get, you know, better pitching than they had. Jose Barrios was a really big disappointment for them last season. They're hoping that he gets back to the Jose Barrios that we saw from his Minnesota Twins days. So we'll have to see. They made the move for Dalton Varsho from the Arizona Diamondbacks, which I think is a pretty solid move for them. I think realistically for both parties, I think this is a good trade. They're putting him him in the outfield, though. That's going to be his position. Yeah, he's he's not starting over Kirk. Right. No. I, I don't know. Is is Kirk the, the DH, though? No, uh, um, what I'm seeing uh, right Bell. now is Belt. Yeah, I have that makes Bell, sense, right? yeah. And that, and that's, 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 a a addition. Yeah, that's a solid addition for this team. A, vet, a nice veteran presence. He knows how to win a World Series championship. So, a good lefty in the order. And, you know, when he's playing against some of these American League East teams, think about it. Yankee Stadium, you have the right field porch. Boston, you have that short right field as well. He could hit some home runs for this team if needed be. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think an underrated acquisition out of them was getting Chris Bassett. Uh, when he was time with the Mets, I was a huge fan. Steady, right. consistent pitcher. You know, never the flashiest guy, but will give, will give you innings, give you numbers. I think that's really going to help him behind Gaussman, Manoa, and Berrios. Yeah, right. Manoa's another yeah. guy. Like, if he continues to stay on this trajectory, like, he's uh, probably the, one of the best pitchers in the division. 
Manolo was very good for them last season. Yeah, like he he got Cy Young votes. Obviously, Verlander yeah. got the unanimous, but he was get he was getting second, third place votes. Yeah, like he's a solid pitcher. Like that gives them their ace. And the one gets the problem that they've had has been their bullpen issues. Bullpen. I think with the addition of Chad Green, if he stays healthy, and I hated this move for the Yankees because I like Chad Green, yeah, but I, just really I wasn't was healthy. Stupid. If Chad Green is to stay healthy for this team, he could provide some big time innings for them because that's what he was for New York. He was just a guy that if you needed to get outs and get at least you know two to three innings, Chad Green could be that guy for you. So I mean, Nick, we saw him save the Yankees in yeah, that twenty seventeen, the twenty seventeen wild card against the Minnesota yeah. Twins. If not for him, the Yankees do not win that game. Yes, yeah, Severino gets blown up. Severino did get destroyed that game. That was Chad Green rolls in, shuts the door, and the Didi Degorius show started. Right. (laughs) Um, But looking at this division, do we we have a consensus team that we're picking? Or is this just – you're going with the Blue Jays? Okay. Golf Toronto. I'm not going to make the pick because I'm too biased. So just – I'll let the non-biased people. Ross, you can go first. Not sure if we lost Russell or not. Or not. I guess I'll go. Um, oh God. I'm going to go with the Yankees. I just think the experience that. on that team will keep them at that top level. I think the addition of Volpe really is what seals it for me. I think if Volpe is able to produce, this team's going to be really, really good. Uh, also, once they get healthy, their pitching staff solid. The Blue Jays are as close of a second as possible, but the pitching staff is a question mark, and the bullpen is definitely a question mark for them. Right. So I'm just interested to see, like, if they're able to get all that together, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division. But that's asking a lot out of a team that just hasn't had that over the last couple of years. Uh, I think we have Russell back now. Russell, what was your pick for this AL East? Yeah, you know, I, I still think it's the Yankees division, man. It uh, you know it has been for decades. Um, the Blue Jays are gonna make it very, very difficult. I'm definitely not saying that they're gonna be in second place and not by much. Right. Um. But just I, I think the Yankees are still too star-studded at the top for the Blue Jays to eclipse them GS yet. And you know what's funny? We all say this, and it's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays win. The I also want to mention. I never mentioned the Boston Red Sox, and there's two reasons for oh, that's that. All right. Um, I don't like them. On their joke. And they're go- they're going to be a very bad team this season. They are rebuilding. Uh, lost a lot of people this offseason. You could tell that they're just going to the next stages of their, you know, plan. So, yeah, I mean, we'll if see. you just if you if you just look at their opening day lineup, there's only like four guys that have recognizable late names. Devers is the returned. face of the team now. Yeah, it's Devers, Verdugo, and Kike are all the guys that you know, I guess we'd be faces of the franchise because they've probably been there the longest. Well, this I mean, Christian Arroyo too, but yeah. uh, they're just tough. not a good team. Um, Chris Sale is falling off. I mean, yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey Kluber is yeah, Corey Kluber is your one. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, just, that's it's bad. Tough. That's bad. That's bad. They're just in a very bad spot. Yeah. Um, going into now to the AL Central, this is another division where it's tough because there's not really many good teams coming out of this division. Lots of garbage. The Guardians took the division last season. I honestly, I think it's their division to lose again. I think, I just think compared to these other teams, they have the be- one of the better rotations in all of baseball, especially you know with the one-two punch of Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. So 
I think outside just of that, I, I really don't know what team maybe could give them a run for their money. Maybe, you know, you will want to say the Chicago White Sox, but they have just been very inconsistent these last couple of seasons. And that's Minnesota, you know, question mark? I, I want to say Minnesota, but they're another team. Think about it. You got if you got healthy Kenta Maeda, you got Pablo Lopez, Ugh. Joe Ryan's not bad, Sonny Gray's not bad. I like the Lopez move. I'm I'm not That's the, if you Lopez if Sonny Gray is your if I, if he's your foreman and if well, he's I mean, solid, that's a, um, it's not like Sonny Gray Ray on the Yankees was a triple A pitcher. So I mean Russell, what were you uh what were you saying? I mean, I think emphasis on the question mark with the Twins here. They have a lot to prove, especially getting, you know, Correa back after that crazy offseason. But that's not, you know, obviously, as Yankee fans, you and Grayson have a bit of a disdain towards Joey Gallo. But there is no shift. Obviously, there's ways around it. I mean, that's true. There's ways around it still. But with, you know, if if the ball goes through the infield, it's way easier to get on base. Yeah. It's Joey Gallo's actually, actually be unstoppable this year. I don't, I don't know about that. He can't. He'll still strike out. He's like probably still strike out. The year. And he's they ha- hitting they, those balls straight into the uh, skyscrapers they might have, a thousand feet away. From what I'm seeing, they might bat him leadoff. Like, uh, I don't know about that. All right. That's, I don't know, I what don't know where that hitting, came from. I, I uh, hope that's not the case. I'm going to assume that's fake news. It is coming from MLB.com. Well, I don't know. And then yeah, the, other two, the other two teams in the division, the Royals and the Tigers, they're pretty much in rebuilding stages still. So really, yeah. they're not there at the current moment to win the division. It pretty much sounds like we're all consensus that the Guardians are probably the favorite to win this division just I'd based off of how good their pitching is. I, I would agree. As a yeah. joke, I'd love to say the Royals, but it's just not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Was Zach Greinke is, is your best pitcher right now? That's but not Nick, good. They got Vinny Pasquinito. And Jackie Bradley Jr. How could you I not hate pick Jackie this Bradley team? Jr. I know I've, you I've, do. There's no, you're not going to convince me otherwise. That I he's know. good. Don't care. Um. Well, fi- finally, we'll go into the last division. That is the AL West. Um. <laughs> I pretty much could be consensus of this one. The Astros. If I had to guess, Mariners could be in the running to maybe make some noise. They may. They finally got back to the postseason last season. Um. I just don't think they're there yet to win the division because I think it's just the Astros to lose. But Seattle is making some strides to get back there and maybe make another big time, maybe potential, potentially a big time run in the postseason. Very possible. I mean, we're also missing out on the team with two of the best players we're, in baseball. I'm sorry. That the Angels just... need to make the playoffs for the for me to even consider them. Because they you do know, this every year. Do, I want them to I do know. so well because they have Rendon coming back. And Shohei and Mike Trout are just both generational players. They are like wasting these guys' careers. They just can't build around them. And it really pains me to watch I'll, this happen. I'll give them this. They made some good moves getting Hunter Renfro from the Brewers and Giovanni Urshela from the Minnesota Twins. So they're trying to make this team better. But until I see something good from this team... I don't know. You're just wasting another year of Otani and Trout. And Otani, at this rate, might as well just leave because it's already rumored that he's going to be a free agent. He's probably not going to be back on this team. So the Angels are pretty much about to lose one of the big-time players. And I don't know. My Trout just, at this rate, I don't know where he goes he's, from here. He's, ha- he's happy just getting paid. I mean, I, mean, I don't think he, he is, dude. You see his comments about the World Baseball Classic? He yeah, was no, he's so excited at reinvigorating his love for baseball considering he's playing in a meaningful yeah, game. Yeah, and the Angels just cannot provide that for him. 
He, I, just, I think he's been to the playoffs what two times in his career, which is pathetic. Considering yeah, they had, I think it was that that was during the one game wild cards, and they lost both and were bounced. I'm pretty sure. I like. I don't think he's played in an actual series yet either. I'm pretty sure. It. It's just you have two generational talents on your team. How are you not able to attract more people? They've like, spent, they've, the, the biggest reason is they've given a lot of bad contracts throughout the past couple well, of seasons, yeah, cool. and, that's, and that's hurt them. Yeah, and listen, you talk cool. about Rendon. I, hopefully he comes back and plays like he did in Washington, but Rendon, off the, he just start. wasn't awful. a good – he just wasn't really good off the rip for the Angels. So if he can't come back to his old form, that's going to be another bad contract that they, you know, they dished out after a guy won a World Series with someone else, like kind of like how they did with Albert Pools with the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, I'm sorry, but with a team starring Brandon Jury. Jury was a good pickup. I like Jury. Look, I like Jury, but I mean. He was, listen, he had a, he was doing really good for the Reds last season. It was a a solid pickup for the Padres when they traded for him. He's a very good, he's he's a solid player. I don't know, man. I, as a, I don't know if we'll keep the, I don't know if we'll be consistent, you know, keeping that up. As an everyday starter, like, I don't Listen, think the, the Angels at this rate, they're trying to appease their top two players because they have they have to try stuff like this. Oh no, I, I agree. But when Brandon Jury's in your starting lineup, man, like, <laughs> um, Oakland, there's really not much to talk about them. They're you know, they are at the bottom of the barrel. They're potentially moving to somewhere, maybe Las Vegas. I don't know what's going on with them, but they are just an abysmal team to really look at into. Um, the other team that the division, though, that could, you know, hopefully, if you're a Ranger fan, make some noise is Texas. They made the big-time addition to get Jacob DeGrom in this offseason, also got Andrew Heaney, Nathan Navaldi. So they're trying to bolster up that starting rotation. And they also got Danny Duffy, if you have to mention him. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I want to believe that this is, you know, a year they finally get some wins and maybe make a wild card berth. They're just another team where I don't know because they 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 dish out these big time contracts like the Angels do, and they just don't succeed at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts about them is obviously Jacob Degrom, win healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. There's right. no doubting that, and their pitching is solid. But when you spend almost half a billion dollars on the middle infield, that leaves such little to build around them list. Like, looking at their opening day rotation right now, their center fielder is Bubba Thompson. No disrespect, never heard of him. You know, it's just like, like, how do you spend so much money on on a couple of players and it just leaves so little for the rest that I, I just don't think they're going to, especially in a division with the Astros and the, you know, and now at like the surging Mariners, I just don't think they're going to be that great. Yeah. It, it's tough. Yeah, it's, so have we talked about the, I don't think we've gone into speaking of the Astros. I don't think we've spoken about the best team in baseball right now. <sighs> I mean, I get speaks for the Yankee fans. I know, here I know what Josh is trying to do. I don't appreciate it, but yes, they did listen. get Jose Breu. That's a nice, uh, a great addition for them, the former yeah, AL MVP. Dude. They did lose some some players in this offseason as well. Uh, Verlander was the biggest one to you know to note, but yeah, they're had, they're, they're still yeah. a very good team despite the you know the losses that they've had. They're going to be in contention for another World Series championship. Hopefully, for my sake, that's not the case. But Houston, hope it, yeah, I hope you do. That's all I can. Say. That's all I can hope for. Listen, 
even after losing the reigning AL Cy Young winner, you still got uh, Fran Valdez, Christian Javier, Jose. You got all these guys, Luis Garcia. Like you said, they had Jose Breu. And they retained everyone. They pretty much retained everyone else on their team. It's incredible how much this team just they'll lose somebody and immediately after they restock it with somebody young that's just as solid. Like Pena came out of goddamn nowhere, in my opinion. Like he was a I had a very good rookie year, but then went off the playoffs. Yeah, like he wasn't he went went off. And then all of a sudden went batshit crazy and decided having one of the best playoff runs I can remember. Like, uh. Yeah, and you know, I think one thing that the AOS has is they can catch up early because they do not have Michael Brantley or Jose Altuve to start the season. And Kyle Tucker is still day-to-day, currently on the opening day roster and opening day lineup, but if he's, you know, if he's aching, why waste him in the early season when you can wait for him afterwards? So I think there's going to be some time to, uh, to maybe even get ahead of them if you're the Mariners to start right. the season. Um, now going, you know, we've talked about all these divisions. Do we have a current, you know, preseason World Series matchup that we want to get into real quick? Uh, I, could, I, I could start if you would yeah. like. Yeah. Let's bring back 2000, baby. Mets Yankees World Series. Love it. I love it. You know, I, I think I both teams it. are really, really good. You know, in their own rights, and you know, in the Mets' sake, you know, considering Diaz is young and all this money that Steve Cohen is putting into his rehabilitation, there's optimism around the organization that he's going to be back earlier than later, which would be for the late playoff push into the playoffs, and that's going to be a key piece to this team to go even further. And I, I would, you know, I think it would be great for baseball and definitely great for the city of New York if we'll we see that happen for the New York market. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um. God. I'm going Braves Astros. Okay. I think it's going to come. I think whoever comes out of the NL is probably coming out of the NL East. Just think they're that's fair. The between the Mets and the Braves, I just think they're two really strong teams and deep in both spots, where like they'll be able to win games in the playoffs. But it's hard not to pick the Astros, man. I hate them with passion, but. Damn, are they good? <laughs> they just don't—they don't go away. I'm glad well, you picked. Go. I'm glad you picked Astros Braves because I was thinking about it earlier today. But you know, Astros Braves just makes sense. But with baseball, usually the matchups that don't make the sense in the world series is what you usually get. That's true. This so is that, true. So this hence, is why. I, hence why I'm going to go with the Padres coming out okay. of the NL. I think they. Oh, did I mush him for you? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to pick a new team. Go ahead. I'll pick a new team. I'm taking the Padres out of the NL. Oh, damn uh, it. They finally get over the hump, and they finally break out. With the AL, I think there's a lot of different teams. Uh, like you said, Yankees is Blue Jays. Uh, Cle- you know, there's Cleveland, so there's a lot of different teams. Astros, yeah. I don't want to pick the Astros. Though. I know, I know. I'm going to pick it's the Blue too Jays. It's easy, hard. I'm going to go Padres-Blue Jays. I'm going to say this is the team that if uh, Adam Silver was running this, he would try to rig it so this doesn't happen. But uh, give me small market teams. Give me Toronto and give me San, uh, San Diego. I, I love the San Diego pick because if you, you've seen the last couple of World Series, the thing that has won team's championships 
is their bullpen depth. And I think the Padres have that with this team. They got Josh Hader last season, and I'm going to stick with the Padres as my pick for the NL. I just think that they're this is, as you said, Johnson, this is their time to make it to the World Series. I think Hader is going to have a bounce back season for them, and I think they're going to have some really good pitching, despite what you said earlier, what you said, who's really their ace. I think Darvish has himself another solid season as well. Maybe you'll see some remnants of old Blake Snell from Tampa Bay. And Joe Musgrove will be a solid pitcher for them either way. Padres are my favorite coming out of the NL. Um, I don't want to sound too, too biased and say the Yankees. I would love to see the Yankees in there. Um, if I had to pick a second team out of the AL to make it, it's probably going to be the Yankees and the Astros, if I, had, if I had to guess. They've been in the ALCS the past couple of seasons, basically. It's really going to come down to one of those two teams, in my opinion. Toronto, I would it would be fun to see them, maybe, but I, st- I still have doubts about their bullpen, which is why it's what concerns me when it comes down to it. And I, I think the same thing with Seattle. I think they're just not there currently, but I think they could be a World Series threat in the next couple of years. Um, and then before we sign off with this episode, let's get into some of the, the big time awards for this season. First, go into going into the who we think is going to be the favorite for AL MVP. Uh, Shohei Otani. Couldn't agree more. Uh, this is his time. Are we all going to agree? Sh- are we all going to say Otani? Yeah, he should have right. had it last year. I don't for, care, Nick. You know you what? Talk about Judge. He should be in the. No, 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 no. The MVP not, last not, year. Um, eh, I don't care. I don't care what you say. You won't ruin my moment. Yeah, I'm um, going to, I'm gonna well. say this. I, I I won't pick Otani just so that we all don't mush him into oblivion because four of us <laughs> picking him, he really might be screwed. <laughs> um, you know what? I will just take I'll pick a sexy pick. Give me Julio Rodriguez to win MVP this year. I had I had him in my top four, Nick. I, I okay. like the way JRod's playing. Yeah. I I I JRod's one of my favorite players going right now. I I I Otani is my pick, realistically, but to not mush him into oblivion, just give me J Rod to win it. I I love the I love him, Brian. If you're listening, uh, remember pitchers can win MVP, and this is time the pitcher is going to win MVP. Always oh, kick your ass for that comment. Uh, let's go to the NL MVP. This one might be more wide open. Compared I think to it's a little AL. tougher for sure. Yeah, it's definitely definitely tougher compared to the AL. There's a lot of good candidates for this one. Uh, I have a two horse race for this one. A uh, little torn on who to pick. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. or Mookie Betts, those are my two. Um, oh. and, it, and between the two guys, it's really, really hard to pick. My gut's going with Acuna Jr. Coming off injury, I think he's going to be refreshed. I mean, just played the World Baseball Classic. So if I, you know, if I had a gun to my head, I'm picking Acuna Jr., but I, I think Mookie Betts is really going to put in a good season. Okay. John, you go. Okay, uh, give me Trey Turner. As much as I hate Fuck. the city of Philadelphia, well, God sucks to be it. you. Johnson is not ruining two of our picks. <laughs> my, I was going to defer. Two picks, my two picks were Trey Turner and Acuna. God damn it. I'm going Trey Turner. Uh, Listen, he's got that new 11-year, $300 million deal. 29 years old. He's hungry. Philadelphia is on fire right now. And if... If the if the uh, Eagles told you anything, they might make it all the way, but they're still going to fall short anyway. But hey, that means a great regular season, and if you give the MVP, usually goes to the best player on the best team. So it's a regular season. Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I like that pick too. Grayson, you're gonna change your pick, or you're gonna you gonna stick with it? Nick, you should go uh, so you can mush his yeah. third pick now. I'm gonna pick Juan Soto. 
This is incredible. You should have won. That's your fault. You could have easily won. I gave you the opportunity. I know, but I <laughs> Johnny spoke into I think Juan Soto's going to have a great season. He had a really down season last year. He's going to be going into a contract year going into this season. I think that <laughs> alone will make him go off this year and get a lot more money going into the offseason. Uh, okay. Um, Who's your fourth pick to win MVP? I'm going Pete Alonzo. I'm sorry, Russ. He's good. <sighs> I, I love... I, I love him in the heart of that order. I think he's going to get a ton I do think Alonzo might lead the NL in home runs this year. I will say that. Yeah, I, I mean, he's I, improved He's improved his defense significantly, in my opinion. Right. I, I, I just don't know if he's up there with the other three, at the moment at least. Look. You know what you had to do. I understand. He, I'm not taking I'm not taking the blame for that. He had the great opportunity was, to do was, it. He's, they were he in my top it. five. And I was like, uh, I was flip flopping. Honestly, this is why it, you gotta make your pick early because ago. someone will take it. Yeah, I should went first. I fucked this one. Well, up. you have a chance with this next category. Because now we're gonna pick our favorites for the AL and NL Cy Young. We'll start off with the AL first. Okay, um, AL Cy Young. I'm, I'm gonna go out and say I'm feeling some Shane Bieber. Okay, I don't, I don't mind the pick. I like Shane Bieber. I, I really like the way he pitches, man. He's aggressive. Oh God, it's just he's got nasty stuff. Plays in a good ballpark. I don't know. No. I like it. No, I agree with you. Bieber's a really good pitcher. What's that next stab at it? Uh, I'll get it. I feel like I might be speaking on behalf of you, you, you two as well. Um, I mentioned him earlier in the podcast, Jacob Degrom. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 you know, Dylan sees Alec Manoa and even Shohei Otani, I think, really could give him a run for his money. But I said it before, I'll say it again. When he's healthy and he's on, he's the best pitcher in baseball. And I don't think there's a close second. So I, I have to go to DeGrom for this award. Okay. I thousand percent agree with you. I just don't, I'm afraid of DeGrom injury wise. That's the only reason why I didn't go with DeGrom. Yeah. They, can, they concerned me for like seven years. I get it. Um, All right, Nick, Johnson, you want to go? I think we have the same pick. I think we're both going. Uh, you're both. You're going Otani, right? I'm not going Otani. So oh, we don't have the same pick. okay, yeah. Wow. Um, I think Otani's gonna have a monster year. He's also in a contract season, just like Swan Soto I talked about earlier. But hey, listen, if Otani wins MVP, he's pretty much gonna win Cy Young. That's how. That's my theory about it. Could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. But I think Otani's gonna go off this season. So I don't think they'll give them both awards. That's my problem. Yeah, that's they almost did last year. They almost did last year, but close doesn't count. So I'm going with the man who spent the last year in Justin Verlander's shadow. Give me Framber Valdez. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Listen, he he, he was very good in the playoffs. Yeah, he was awesome in the playoffs. Uh, seventeen and six, two point eight two ERA. Almost 200 strikeouts and 200 innings. And he's only going to improve like you saw in the playoffs. This is the uh, this is the pick. I think I'm feeling really good about this. Johnson, so uh, I'm going to ask the gambler's question. What are his odds? What are his odds? I didn't look up at actually any betting odds. I can actually tell you right now. Uh, his odds Not to win are curiosity. plus 2,000. Right, <laughs> okay, Johnny, I might, be right jumping on, I might be jumping on that. <laughs> now... Let's get into the NL Cy Young. Now, I think I I would be very surprised to see where Johnson goes with this if he doesn't pick the guy who I think he's going to pick. 
I'm not picking him. Okay, I'm stunned then. I don't think he's going to win back to back. I think Probably, he's going to. I don't think he will either, but I'm curious to see who you pick. Yeah, even uh, so, if, so I guess I'll start this off. Even if they do if you let pick him go my back pick to right back. now, I swear to God, Johnson. Oh, it's your pick because he was on your fantasy team, but now he's Stop. on mine. Give me Zach Gallon. Eight and two with a uh, sub one five uh, ERA, hundred three strikeouts after the All Star break last year. Man, he got really close to that Cy Young. He made the push towards the end, and he's gonna repeat. He's gonna get that Cy Young this season. Nick, do you want your redemption someone, pick? Some, someone go, just just go. Uh, Russ, you want to go? I'm down bad. Uh, no, you you go. Your picks got stolen the last two times. I don't want to steal your thunder again. Uh, you go. I'm actually gonna go Cor- uh, Corbin Burns. Had him in my three. I like that. Yeah, I I he's love got, that man. He's got something to prove this season, considering the Brewers yeah. were in their arbitration talks. Yep, he's got a lot uh, to prove this year. I think he's got a chip and a half on his shoulder this year. And he's won the Cy Young last, you know, two years ago. Yeah, he's a he's in that elite category when it comes to pitching in my mind. Uh, the guy's a beast. He's got a great cutter. Curveball is kind of nasty. Yep. Like, it's hard not to pick a guy. Go ahead. And that, especially in that division, though. Hold on, before. I, yeah, yeah. Go in ahead. that division, I feel like it makes it so much better. That's true. He's going to play a lot of these guys. A lot a of bad lot. teams. And he's. I feel like he's going to put up crazy numbers this year. All right, go ahead, Russ. All right. Um. Bit of a bias pick, but I do have facts behind it. I think I think Justin Verlander's got it. You know, obviously back to backs are always difficult when it comes to these kind of awards. However, he's in not only a new division, but a new league entirely. So I think if he can dominate the same way he did last year, but in the National League instead, they'd be hard pressed not to give him. You know, he's projected a sub three ERA this year. You know, he's thirty nine years old, but he was unanimous last year. Hasn't right. fallen off, obviously. So I th- I think. If he performs the same way he did last season in a completely different league division, I think he's got it. There's a lot of high expectations, you know, going to the Mets, especially trying to replace DeGrom. And considering how he's been the last couple of years, he pitches anything like that, the Mets will have a really good chance to win the World Series this year. Um, Well, my original pick was Zach Gallen, so that sucks. Okay. Welcome. My, my series just went off because of that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I'm going to pick Zach Wheeler. He has the same odds as Zach Gallen. Um, I saw a lot of good things out of Zach Wheeler from this postseason that I think could transition into this season for the Phillies. You would think that maybe Aaron Nola would probably get the better. You know, he does have better odds than Wheeler going into the season when it comes down to Cy Young. I think the contract negotiations that are currently going on between Nola and the Phillies are going to maybe distract them a little bit. And I think Wheeler is going to ultimately, you're going to see him emerge as the best pitcher in that rotation. And personally, for me, I think he is the best pitcher out of the two. I think Wheeler, if I had to pick a second, because listen, Sandy, you would love to see him win back-to-back. I just don't see it happening. He'll be really good again. I think Wheeler could have a really dominant year and try to get the Phillies back into the playoffs. Yeah, um, so I like Averville's picks, Nick, because they're both on my fantasy team. So uh, I hope one of them gets it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm so mad you took Zach Gallon. My Siri's mad that you took Zach Gallon. That's why she interrupted my my conversation. Seems like I stole a lot of picks from people here today. You did, yeah. yeah. But listen, it, it's not bad when you do that because that just means that either – well, let me put it this way. You're either, you're either screwed or 
it's a people lock. like what you pick because it's also what they're thinking. So there's a mix to that. But from what we see in the NCAA tournament, which we'll talk about later in this week, we liked a lot of things and it went the complete opposite. So that could happen for this MLB season. For a lot of these teams, hopefully that is not the case. We'll Miami have to prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm sure you. What was their win season total? Seventy-five and a half. I can see them getting there. I I, I can see the Dolphins. Uh, nice the Dolphins. The Bulldogs getting there. It's been a long day. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. But that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show with our MLB Opening Day preview. It is going to be a very good 2023 MLB season. We thank Russell Godet for joining us today on our opening day preview. It is going to be a great year not only for his New York Mets, maybe for my New York Yankees, maybe even for Andrew Johnson's Miami Marlins. We'll have to see how they fare this season. And Grayson's still a Braves fan until, you know, until further notice. Until Brian Cashman gets fired. Sure, whatever. But once again, that's going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. We'll see how the MLB season unfolds. Should be a great one. Once again, this is Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson, Grayson Sheepy, G. Mario, and for this week, Russell Godette. Have a great rest of your weekend.